Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's successful real estate professional as they share it with you. Let's go. A quick word from our sponsor, The Door Devil. Homeowners spend hundreds on alarm systems each year, but rarely reinforce the weakest point on the home, the doors. Bad guys know this, and that's why kick-ins are so common. Simply adding door devils virtually eliminates the home security gap. Sleep better tonight. Reinforce your doors. Visit doordevil.com and enter best ever to get an exclusive 20% discount on your purchase. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and I'm here with today's guest, Bill Peterson. Hello, Bill. Joe, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks a lot, and thanks for being on the best ever show. I'm much appreciated. Sure, it's great to be here. Bill is based in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. He's a real estate agent, a commercial real estate agent, and he's also an investor. And, you know, he has a lot of experience both investing in all sorts of different opportunities from apartments, retail, office, and currently his focus is on self-storage. He owns uh, a storage unit facility in Sioux Falls and would, and am really interested in hearing his advice uh, based on his perspective in the commercial space. So, Bill, before we get into the best real estate investing advice ever, can you tell us a little bit more about your background? Sure. Um, I was a commodity broker for 20 years up until, oh, two years ago after the 2008 meltdown, I guess you can call it, um, the volatility in commodities and um, the financial uh, sector just it drove me to want to do something else. Um, so I had been investing in self or in uh, real estate for the previous ten years before that, and um, decided to make the switch full time two years ago. Um, I do have my real estate license, my commercial real estate license, who I um, hang my uh, license with NEI here in Sioux Falls, and. Um, but uh, real estate investing, really doing that full-time is uh, what I'm focused on right now, and self-storage is uh, at the forefront for me. Um, like I said, I started investing 10 years ago, mainly with partners. All my investments actually were are with partners. Um, I'd be a 25 30 35% owner of the property, and we'd find a management company. And um, But it was all retail, apartments and some office, so um, spread out through the Midwest. But it's worked. I mean, I still own most of those properties today, but uh, self-storage is kind of what I wanted to target. I, I was looking for land for four years before we actually started development, and, yeah, that's what I'm kind of targeting right That is what I'm targeting right now for investing is self-storage. And it's, it's interesting that you invest mainly with partners. Some people might think, well, I, I don't want to deal with the headaches of a partnership or yeah, I want to own it all on you know, for myself. Why did you start and continue to are doing it with partners and then separately, um, why are you focused on self storage now? Well, um having partnerships we were able to buy bigger properties with that we could hire management to oversee the properties, um, you know, the two to three million dollar properties where I just wouldn't be able to bite that big of a property off myself. And so that was the main reason for investing with partners and the partners that I invest with. I know I've grown up with them. So we had a good relationship um, on that and uh, on that front. So um, that was the main reason 
why I invest with partners um, to buy bigger properties. That way we can kind of scale up and get management, pay management, um, and to manage the properties correctly instead of trying to manage those properties ourselves. The self-storage, that was one animal I guess I, I, I took on myself, me and my wife did. I actually had quite a bit of equity in my home, and we decided to put that on the market. We sold our home, downsized, and took the equity out of the, the home and put that into land. Basically, we bought the land um, with the equity in our home for the self-storage. And uh, we went out and got an SBA loan, a 504 loan for the, uh, for the project. So that helped us as far as only having to put in 15%, which matched up perfectly with what we had in our from our sale for uh, the equity in our home. So we were able to go forward with the S- SBA and a local bank here in Sioux Falls. And so it's really, it's my wife and myself who own and manage the self-storage facility here. You So you developed the self-storage facility from the ground yeah, up? Exactly, yep. We went out, I, like I said, it, it took me about four years to find the land in Sioux Falls just because prices in Sioux Falls have, um, you know, they've been on a, the rise here. It just seems like the commercial... Uh, sector. There's just not a lot of land in Sioux Falls that you can find underneath $4 a square foot. And you really need to be in that 2 to $3 a square foot um, to make the numbers work. And um, so this this uh, property that we built on came on the market and it was right at $2. And with my uh, real estate license, I was able to use some of that commission to uh, knock the price down to about $1.90 a square foot, which really made it appealing and and then the location obviously you need to you know have some visibility there uh for lo- for your location um and this is right off a major highway in Sioux Falls that it's uh about 42,000 cars a day pass by it so the location is just as important as price but those two together are definitely hard to find with the different investment opportunities that you've partnered in what drove you to the self-storage, in particular, over retail, office, apartment? Well, I've always had an interest in self-storage. I mean, I, for the last five years, I guess, um, when I started kind of looking into it, you know, it, the uh, the management, basically, I, I know it's something that I can manage um, myself. Where you, Not to say that I wouldn't be able to manage an apartment complex, but when you're Dealing with tenants and possibly, you know, having to get rid of some of those tenants because of lack of payment, you know, that's something that I really didn't want to have to deal with. But when you're dealing with self-storage, basically you're dealing with their 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 contents of their of their storage units, and not people. So that's one of the main reasons. And then the overall cost to operate a self-storage facility versus an apartment complex is night and day. I mean, you don't have the uh, overhead or the expenses that you do having to manage a an apartment complex, and the ease of managing uh, self-storage also made it really appealing. So that's why I targeted self-storage mainly. And how large is a self-storage facility? Uh, we've got 42,000 square foot of rentable, rentable uh, self-storage on two and a half acres, so 254 units, 254 tenants. And are you are you uh, focused on acquiring more, or are you kind of staying staying pat with what you have? You know, I'm looking at a. We've got land across the street that we're looking at developing. Hopefully, in the next year, um, I, we've been open about a year and a half, and 
Um, right now we're at about 97%. So I know that you know the market in Sioux Falls is pretty decent for self-storage. So we're looking at adding on across the street in about a year. And then also I'm looking at syndicating more self-storage. Actually, um, we're in the beginning phases of looking at a, another uh, city in the Midwest that uh, is similar to Sioux Falls in, in, in that you know it's a medical community. We have a lot of hospitals the same size. So we're looking at uh, syndicating a new development in uh, another city that uh, is in the mid- Midwest. So based on all of this experience with self-storage and development of self-storage, apartments, retail, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? Oh, boy. Um, you know, if you're looking at getting into something or getting into an investment, a real estate investment for the first time, doing your due diligence um, would be probably the the best advice, doing a ton of due diligence and making sure before you sign the dotted line and close on a property that you know exactly how that property is going to perform um, going forward. There was one property that we had bought and we didn't do the proper due diligence. I was working with a, another guy that, that was on the other side of the, the deal and we just, we put a little too much trust in that and the numbers just didn't work out like we thought. It wasn't a total disaster, but if we would have done the due diligence, we would have definitely, that we should have, it would have saved us a lot of headache um, going forward. So I would say that due diligence and making sure that when you buy a property, you know how it's going to perform in the future. I want to follow up on that. With with the due diligence and doing a ton of due diligence, I think that's always part of the process. So I think everybody has that on their list of things to do. What in particular about the due diligence have you discovered that uncovers some of the stuff that you should be uncovering? I go back to now whenever I look at um looking at you know possibly purchasing an investment going back to the owner and saying, "Look, I need your schedule E for the past 4 years." That's going to give you a true number how that property is uh is functioning versus you know just a, a a rent roll that they have put out and a prospectus you, if you if you can get the uh seller which they should be able to you know provide that if they don't then you know something's up um but going back and looking at the schedule e i i feel is the best way to actually get a true gauge of how that property has functioned and try to get 4 years worth of that data that's priceless advice making sure that we get the schedule for the last four years because that's going to show the returns that they're reporting to the government and what they're being taxed at, right? Exactly. All right, you ready for the best ever lightning round? Definitely. <laughs> okay, what's the best ever book that you've read? Ooh, the uh, best ever book? Um, I would have to say Think and Grow Rich. My mom bought that for me in high school, and it's – you know, I'm sure everyone's heard of that book, and I probably read it 10, 15 times, and it's not one of those books that changed my life overnight. I mean, I was in high school when I first read it. But looking back, I guess a lot of the fundamentals, a lot of the the aspects that uh, Dale had put in there, I look back and, I, you know, I follow a lot of those to the T, and, and, you know, it's from building a mastermind group, a group of people that you trust and work with is very important. I've got that on my side now. Um, but it's not something that, you know, some people read it and it changed their life and, you know, um, they're just going gangbusters right after they read it. But it took me a while. 
but it's one of those things. I it's one of those books where every time you read it, you can get a, uh, a different, great piece of advice or a lesson out of it. And yeah, I would have to say, Think and Grow Rich would be the, the book that uh, is the best book that I've ever read. Have you read Three Feet from Gold? I have not. You you would really enjoy that book because it's it's put on by the Napoleon Hill Foundation, and it's it's taking the principles from Think and Grow Rich and applying them in a, more of a story about a guy who's down on his luck and kind of has a really bad attitude about life and meets a successful businessman, and that businessman introduces his, introduces him to all of these successful people who give uh, the down-on-luck guy his advice. And, um, you know, he, he you know, transforms his career and writes actually writes a book about it, and that's uh, Three Feet from Gold. Awesome. I definitely have to look that one up and... And get that in my in my uh, bookshelf. Yeah, uh, I think you'd you'd enjoy that one. And yeah. So would the best ever listeners. It's a book that I highly recommend. As soon as I finished reading it, I bought one for my brother, and I told my mom about it too, and she, and she bought it. So it's uh, it's it's starting to catch wave within my my circle of friends. I know that. <laughs> Wonderful. That's awesome. Best ever deal you've done. It has to really be, uh, I guess, the self-storage facility. I mean, that the numbers, you know, it, it was a ground-up development. Um, the numbers are just, it, they're fantastic. And the ease of management, like I said, that that's one reason why it uh, attracted me. Um, you know, the new technology that they have out there as far as the, the software to manage these self-storage facilities the uh, the advertising that you once had to do in self storage isn't there. I mean, the old phone book that you know two thousand dollars a month you had to put into advertising through the phone book is all done through Google and your website. So that really has brought the cost down. And uh, so I would have to say the numbers, uh, the ground up development of the self storage facility has been the best investment. And I know that you know if you're looking at buying a self storage facility that's you know already operating, you know the, the the sellers are going to take a lot of the meat off the bone and uh, mark that up to a point where it may be attractive to the investor or the buyer. But there, again, you got to you got to be careful and make sure you do your due diligence purchasing a, an existing self storage facility. And it, it can be a little tricky, but it's not impossible. And again, if you are really serious about buying something that's existing, make sure you get the schedule ease because. There's no no line there, and, let, and if there is, he's you know he's lying to the government. So, but for me, I guess it's definitely been the self storage facility. I would think another part of acquiring a self an existing self storage facility that's really a major uh, focus would be environmental report, a phase one, because all sorts of crazy stuff stored stored in a self storage facility, and I, I, I imagine that's something that you focus on whenever you're buying them, if you were to buy an existing one. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess a phase one um, where they're actually doing the, uh, the the contamination part of the soil, is that what you're thinking? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, that would definitely be something you would want to look at, but, uh, um, you know, you're right. A lot of people store a lot of different um, items and, you know, be it... Uh, 
you know, an old car that leaks and, uh, you know, that. Um, but a lot of that you'd be able to tell when you're doing your due diligence, you know, on, on vacant un- units and just kind of getting an overall feel for the facility and the upkeep, the management, you know, if they kept good records. Um, but uh, a phase one is definitely something you would want to, you want to have completed, and if there is something that has been leaking for years, that hopefully would show up um, in your environment, in your environmental tests. Best ever success habit that you practice? Let's see, best ever habit. I would have to say, you know. Exercising pretty much every day and listening to different real estate podcasts. Um, I get a lot of information, and when I'm, you know, spending that half hour on the uh, treadmill or going for a strong walk, having something go through your mind that is going to educate you and propel you forward, give you the confidence that, you know, and the knowledge to uh, be a success. So I would say exercising and at the same time using that time to uh, uh, get educated on something that you're interested in. What are some other podcasts that you listen to? You know, I like Bigger Pockets and the Real Estate Guys radio show. Um, both those I, I listen to religiously. Best internet resource for real estate investing research? You know, I really like Bigger po- uh, Bigger Pockets. I mean, it, it seems like that's a huge community, and you know, you can get a lot of great information off there from questions on the forums. I, did, I think they have a great great product and a great website um, that has a ton of information that may not be right in front of you, but you can reach out to the community and, and get uh, get the questions that you have answered. Best ever quote. You only live once, so make sure you live it to the fullest. I know that's probably pretty cheesy, but that's the only thing I can think of right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a true quote, that's for sure. <laughs> What's the best ever place to get a get a hold of you, Bill? Well, you can contact me at our website www.locketandleaveitstorage.com or you can give me a call at 605-496-3964. And is there anything else that you want to add that we didn't talk about? Well, um just trying to kind of go go back and, you know, if somebody's really interested in uh um, investing in self storage reaching out to if it you know if it's me or some of the other uh self storage guys out there that you know will give you the information and some of the you know the the direction that you need but really don't shy away from you know um you know investigating and, and making the leap to self storage because Going forward, there's a lot of aspects um, to self-storage that's going to be positive from the baby boomers downsizing, you know, we're a community that travel or moves a lot. So there's just going to be a need for self-storage more and more in the future. And uh, it's a great industry to be in. It's fun. You see a lot of different people. And, you know, you really don't have to deal with the, the tenants and the toilets breaking. The carpets need to be replaced. And, uh, um, you know, you got a metal box and... Um, you know, the tenant landlord laws really do favor, you know, the uh the landlord on this one just for the fact that you're not you know, you're not having to deal with living situations for families, you're dealing with their stuff and if, if they don't pay, you know, you've got some um options to, you know, look to get them out of their unit and, and 
get it renting and get it in cash flow um, quickly where an apartment's going to take a lot, lot longer depending on where you live. And one thing that you mentioned earlier, and I'm glad that you recapped that because it triggered it for me. You mentioned the, the technology uh, being updated from a management standpoint. You, you, you talked about Google and the phone book example, but what other technology on site do you use that helps make management more efficient? Well, that's a great question because it, as far as the uh, technology, you know, some of the older facilities um, that have been built in the 70s and 80s, they just didn't have that. You wouldn't think, well, a metal box is that, you know, just has that much technology in it. But what goes to run the facility has changed. And so we have, you know, individual door alarms on all of our units for security, um, gate access that monitors the individual door alarms. So we were able to monitor our tenants coming in and out of the facility 24-7. We know um, when they come in, when they leave. If, you know, we get a call at 3 o'clock in the morning um, that an alarm is going off, we know to get the police out here right away. So that technology right there is it's a huge upsell, too, to get tenants in your facility because, you know, most older facilities don't have that um, uh, feature and then you know the software to actually manage the uh, the 254 units. There was a small learning curve, but it it was really um, it it really makes it simple. I mean, if you need to send out a lien notice, it's all there for you. Uh, you contact all your tenants, all 250 of them, in an email. It's 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 a simple process, and it just it makes it streamlined and extremely easy. I think to manage as far as um, I, I love coming in today and, and looking at the map and see where we're at as far as who's not paying, who's moving in, who's moving out. So the technology there today that really, you know, some of the older facilities aren't using. And some of it they could implement um, as far as, you know, using a company like SiteLink to manage their, their property. But some of it, it's just the older, it would just be too expensive to revamp and, and remodel for the uh, um the features like the individual door alarms or the you know um some of those features i guess okay well bill thank you so much for your time much appreciated and sounds like good luck with the new venture with uh the development and deal syndication on the storage facility and i really appreciate you taking time to speak with the best ever listeners well i appreciate it joe and you guys take care all right thanks bill thank you Hey you, best ever listener, do you want more? Then head to JoeFairless.com, where there are tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. And if you want Joe to personally help you reach your goals, then go to the Work With Joe tab on JoeFairless.com and apply to, well, Work With Joe.